Hello and welcome to Anomaly Presents, the podcast that has been called one you don't want to listen to around children. It's very crass, but the comments about movies themselves are fun. My name is Matt Knotts. Tonight, you can call me Todd. And we have a movie tonight for you. Um, It's the age-old story of cleaning lady becomes interplanetary queen um, who has control over bees and is helped by a dog man. Uh, You've seen it before, but you've never seen it with rocket skates. Tonight, our film is Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) Joining me on this intrepid journey tonight uh, are a few of our our podcast irregulars. We've got Kristen Pelpacheco, who just volunteered herself. Well, because Vanessa! (laughs) (laughs) She's doing the classiest thing she can do. Right? I just... Hi. I was trying to go unnoticed. <laughs> you are not trying to go unnoticed. Maybe Never. she turned around. I don't know. Thank you for that, though. <laughs> the ghost in the machine, Vanessa Cheeks. Hello. <laughs> Megan Murphy. Oh, hi. I'm here. <laughs> Present. And I am not a ghost, as far as you know. <laughs> Sounds like what a ghost would say. It's true. Hey, 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 hey. Shh. Don't ruin this for me. Flesh bags. <laughs> Aaron Murphy. Hi, everybody. I'm wearing a beret. <laughs> is that the fun fact? <laughs> the fun fact is I'm an beret person and an indoor hat person. It all happens so quickly. <laughs> this quarantine, it changes you. <laughs> I need one in every color. Thank you. Adam Lubito. Hello. I am now also considering becoming a beret person. Just throwing that out there. Join the club. We can all get them. Let's match. I'm in. Yes. Matt DeTurk. Hello. What's up? <laughs> and uh, did we lose our guest? No, nope, our guest is here. Matt, are you still here? Matt Pasatino is with us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Sorry, you fell off my screen. I was afraid we lost you. <laughs> 30 seconds in, he's like, you know what? I've really had enough of this. This is nice. Vanessa pushed him off the screen. <laughs> it would not Fair have surprised enough. Fair enough. We all got to make our own choices and, you know, live our dreams. And his dream is not to be with us right now. Can't imagine why. We're, we're not even past the introduction yet. And uh, yeah. So welcome to the Anomaly Presents podcast. We, we do talk about movies. Tonight it's Jupiter Ascending. We've got Matt Pasatino in, uh, film critic, and also, from what I'm told, a super fan of Jupiter Ascending. Is that a fair thing to say? It is a fair thing to say because I don't, I, I, I don't know how you're not a super fan of Jupiter Ascending. Oh! <laughs> Anybody want to jump in? Is there a counterpoint? Or are we all on board as being super fans? I think Vanessa has a counterpoint. It's all in her face. Of course. I'm fighting with Vanessa. Brings me back to high school. <laughs> oh. Well, I feel like, what's the definition of fan? Yeah. Like, or super? That? Or movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay. First. What am movies? <laughs> what, what am movies? What am, what am movie? Let, let's get in here deep. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record. Maybe it's, maybe it's in the Matt DNA. 
I love Jupiter Ascending. So yeah, it's, I am I am fully on board with Jupiter Ascending. It's bonkers. How it's thank you. It's just beautiful and bonkers and uh I'll monologue about Eddie Redmayne in like for an hour later, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> as the guest I don't want to take over. <laughs> What are you it's talking about? Hey, we, we're doing that later. Don't don't jump the gun. We're all doing our Eddie Redmaines. Hey, hey! I gotta get I, some tea in me first, though. Are we drinking? Just get get we're the drinking. throat ready. <laughs> there we are. Heck yeah! Anytime one one of us whispers, we all take a drink. So. We are going to be so overhydrated by the end of this thing. Well, oh, I didn't know any of us hydrated. I was like whispering. I don't know any of us knew how to do that. I sure don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> As an aside, Damn. if you're joining us right now, we are doing video on Facebook Live, and it's totally worth it because uh, we're all hiding from the camera and every now and again, and uh, it's a fantastic time. So thank you for joining us if you're joining us. <laughs> now, does anybody not like this movie? I, or do I have to out myself? I mean, there were things I liked about it, and then there was a lot of things where I, I just bemoaned to Aaron over text message last night. It was such an incredibly fun experience to just get text messages for two hours straight from KP. Because <laughs> I have seen the film multiple times. I'm the one who suggested it, that we do this, because I do enjoy it so much. It is, I enjoy it because it's bonkers. Bonkers. So That's the only word reaction. for it. Huh? It's the only word for it. It's bonkers. Bonkers. Absolutely so, insane. See her experience it for the first time via text message was great because I love the all caps versions of text and then the non all caps version. I like the the emoji versions of reactions. It was just wonderful. So I could <laughs> is that his die job? Was like <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I referred to poor Channing Tatum's die job as uh 2000s uh, what was it? Frosted, Frosted tips in their final form. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I said, why did they do that poor man like that? He didn't deserve that bad dye job. And here's another thing. <laughs> they denied us a, se a sexy wolf man, okay? How do you have full owl, full elephant, and then, like, bee man, Sean Bees, thank you, Aaron, <laughs> Sean Bees, who... What was B like about him? And <laughs> you're chanting Tatum with a bad mouth prosthetic and a terrible haircut and elf ears. Okay? Make it make sense. No, no. A, a wolf guy should sense. be the easiest hot thing to do. The easiest. It's your base. Wolf dudes, hot. There's just no <laughs> arguing it. And yet, and yet, and also chanting Tatum, hot. Together, should be, it should burn the screen. Instead, I'm like, what is going on? Instead, we got live-action Max from uh, a Goofy movie. <laughs> Even that, oh, I would God. be fine. Ow. Listen, oh, I'm just going to throw out, it still worked for me. Like, <laughs> I am fine with it. I am on board, like, Apparently, flying away Channing Tatum. There was an appliance he wore that, like, changed his, like, lower jaw a bit and had trouble closing his mouth, which I don't know why. Like, for why? I, it I only knew that because I read something. Because it's not like his mouth was super, I don't know, wolfy. I don't know if they're going for wolfy. It had or like, um, it gave him an underbite, and um, he did have like what sharp like? teeth. That's it's not what it not was. worth it. That's man. all it was. Like I said, not wolfy enough. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had so many great costume designs, character designs, and then that. 
Yeah. Well, it's indicative of sometimes of what the Wachowskis do, which is like they don't edit themselves so great. Um, which they just need to bring in someone to help them because they have great ideas and they like they get distracted, so they focus really hard on one thing and then they just drop the ball on other things. They're like, Oh yeah, we had that one thing to do. So Channing Tatum was the ball that got dropped. But that elephant dude was stunning, and the <laughs> entire thing was stunning. Like Mr. Oh, man, I got a hot elephant cousin. guy and not a hot wolf guy. <laughs> Thomas' second cousin. Well, this is when we say this movie has about three movies worth of stuff in it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, I, I can actually legit see, like, okay, and then the first sibling is the first movie. And, yep. then, like, it's so weird because you can see the structure, and yep. yet it's all still one movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Two-hour and four-minute movie. And it easily could have been said. It's a lot of movie, probably a little too much movie, but I just, I don't, I just, it's too bonkers to dismiss. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, don't, I, I don't dismiss it at all. I just, I, <laughs> it's, uh, I will, it is never boring and your eyeballs yeah. are always watching stuff. It's like cocaine candy for your eyes. It never stops. And I, 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 there's points where I'm like, God, I, I wish this had been better, but then again, maybe it wouldn't be Jupiter Ascending with, like, editing. <laughs> Break. Like, don't hit the brakes ever. If it had brakes, it'd be a different movie, and it wouldn't be this movie. Floor it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is on a movie that just radio floors boots. it. Floor yeah. it on your jet set radio boots. <laughs> and I can, I can dig that hard. I can dig that hard. daddy that's for your beret. <laughs> No, it's just, to me, like, yeah, it's absolutely overstuffed and there's so much going on, but it's got that Wachowski sincerity to it that it's so earnest and they just wanted to tell this bonkers space opera with rocket boots and lizard men and it's all about, we just need to love each other and that's just so Wachowski. It's a deep dive about- I can't about, help but love yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's a deep dive about class. Mm-hmm. And wealth, and also the, like wolf dudes and boots, yeah. and the evils of capitalism. Yeah, that yeah. Just and like, like Terry Gilliam shows up, all of it, all of it together. Normally, you'd be like, you know, maybe take one or two things out. No, it's a stew, space stew. It does have my favorite combination <laughs> of opera stew. It's my favorite combination of Wachowski stuff, which is the action scene punctuated by bizarre, long-winded pontification in hallways. Yes. Plus, like, like, I just, I can't help but be, like, impressed and also, like, very grateful to whoever at Warner Brothers continues to be like, you know what? They are visionaries. They have made amazing both film and television. And so, you know what? We're going to give them whatever budget they need to have to do, like, Art Nouveau mixed with like giant industrial like energy mining and then you know also bees like everywhere <laughs> i snorted and i don't snort when i laugh and if i do you tell me guys but i snorted because i saw this in the movie theater which by the way visually stunning in the movie theater and the yeah. sound work on this amazing um when all of a sudden the bees were at her and she was wet, waving her arms like this and the bees were going with her. I snorted. So I was like, <laughs> why are the bees flying with her? And then when they said it's because she's royalty and the bees recognize 
royalty. And you're like, Bees don't lie. Laughing, huh? Bees don't lie. Bees don't, don't lie. Bees don't lie. And then when KP texted me yesterday, I was like, do you like the actual reason why the bees aren't touching her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was for, too good. For me, I just... It's, I completely agree with everything everyone's saying in terms of how insane and nonsense it is. But every time I watch it, I actually like it more. The stuff that I disliked the first time I saw, I actually saw it, yeah, in the theater with Adam and Matt and Todd. And, um, <laughs> and I feel like every time I've seen it since, it's one of those films that for me, like, the the pointy edges of things I don't like just kind of get like whittled down a little bit and I'm just like you know because you're just like you're ascending <laughs> maybe they're slowly hypnotizing you like you maybe. don't even realize it's, it's a subliminal message I believe it like honestly <laughs> I just I stare deep into glowing tattoos and I'm like it's all fine <laughs> and I think it's because there's also like you've seen you've seen more You've seen more stuff that is much, much, I don't want to say worse. That's not the word I want to look for. But you know this is better than some of the stuff that you've seen before. And it's more entertaining because you're not bored when you're watching it. It's visually stunning. And again, it's just like too much of a story in one place. And that more of that story could be sussed out in other movies. So you know that there's bones there. Good bones. Um, that That's what just... fanfic is for. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get writing it. We gotta get writing it. Which, for real though, so I did look, um, <clears throat> and it has a very avid, passionate fandom who, there's one that. story that's one of the top hits that they the person's just updated, like, during quarantine. So, started it in 2015, still writing it now. Wow. So, and it, and this will also lay into what I didn't like about this movie. And I was very angrily, like frantically texting Aaron about yesterday. <laughs> Everything happens to Jupiter. She is your typical, I told Aaron, I said, she is Bella Swan. Everything happens to her. She's completely blank canvas, which makes her a good like romantic lead in terms of like, if you were reading a romance novel, you could like project yourself onto her. But it irritated me to no end. Cause I'm like, why like couldn't she have had some sort of skill from her like having i don't know cleaning toilets was the only thing she was good at which is what i told like aaron like and that irritated me to no end because i'm like she just is there like it, she's the audience villain and brings nothing else to this for me i don't know about you but i can't talk to b so she's got that skill <laughs> <laughs> yesterday i was trying very to, true like, I was trying to do the mental gymnastics of like, she's more than just the damsel in distress, but she's kind of just the damsel in distress. I told Aaron, I go, you know what would be great? Because it has a great bare bones to be a great kind of like cheesy romance, right? You have your sexy wolf man, there's space, you're a princess, like, I mean, you're, you're royalty, you, you checking boxes here, okay? Like, <laughs> but it just falls flat, one, because Mila Kunis could not be more, more bored. More bored. <laughs> so bored. And they always shot the same angle of her face, just like this. This is me. I'm <laughs> I don't know oh if gosh, I'm Mila a Mila Kunis yeah. apologist or what, but her performance is never... We've, we've had many conversations, Matt and I, about our thoughts about how effective she is as the lead of this movie. And I don't know. I don't mind her. 
And I was trying to think, because I completely see, like, the she's kind of a blank damsel in distress kind of thing. But I feel like, I feel like what they're trying to do with her character is set her up as, like, she doesn't need to be, like, a traditional, like, action hero. Like, every, like, everything, every trouble she gets into is because she kind of makes a decision to act selflessly and not act, take the, like, the selfish route or to not kill somebody and that gets her into trouble, but I feel like they that in the director's minds, that's that's kind of showing this like alternate way of of being a strong person. So she should have killed more people. I got you, Adam. <laughs> I got you. I'm not saying that. It just felt like upon a first viewing, like it just she fell literally and figuratively into any situation she was in. Yeah, and, no, yeah. and I know, and we can debate, yeah, how effective that is. But I, I was thinking right. about it this time. Like, I think I don't know. To me, I feel like that's what they were trying to do. And again, we can, yeah, just debate whether that's no, effective I get, or like, not. Yeah, intention and success are two totally different things, right? Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's frustrating, right? Because you have this great sci-fi movie and you have this lead and then it, who is female? And you're like, yay! And then just she bleh, does nothing <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? I'm not no, even and, saying go guns a-blazing Ripley style. Oh, just yeah, yeah. do something! <laughs> uh, KP, that continues to be, it bothered me way less this time, but just because again, now that we're five times into me seeing it or whatever, but every time a hundred percent, I am with you. That is from the beginning. I've been like, I wish Mila Kunis was, cause Adam mentioned like he and I have argued about this. I, I wish she was more emotive and had more to do proactively. So yes. this time it bothered me less, but <laughs> it's a hundred percent. Like and I love everything happening around her. I just wish she herself the name of the movie was and, doing a little more. And to be fair, like, if we're going to say, like, I absolutely want to see, like, the next chapter of this story where, like, we, now we've set her up and now she's got her own rocket boots and I want to <laughs> see what kind of adventure is in that. Cancel Matrix Hi. 4. Give me Jupiter Ascending 2. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all all, all I, I see... It's like Matt and Adam in the kitchen, and then just every once in a while, out of nowhere, I know, but like, listen, she could have emoted more. You know my feelings. She was holding it in like a stoic warrior. Bullshit. <laughs> and then, and then it stops. It I stops. love the part where she tries to go, and she's like, I don't know how to open this door. Give me more of that nonsense. Like, yes. you know what I mean? She's in this whole new world, and yes. she's trying to figure no, Nothing makes sense to her. Anybody's telling her things. I did laugh when she tried to ask um, Sean B's um, some questions about our Kane, which is the most romance lead name I've ever read. Um, <laughs> and she's like, is that too much? A crazy wolf man came from out of space and he's trying to save you, telling you your royalty, but you're asking too many questions? <laughs> By the way, while we're here, can we talk about those names real quick? Because yeah, Channing Tatum's character is Kane Wise. Mila Kunis is Jupiter Jones, and then Sean Bean is the most goddamn on the on the nose name I've ever heard. He might as well have been like Buzz Beeman. Stinger, Stinger. <laughs> what his last name is in this movie? He is Stinger Apini. Oh, I didn't know his last name. <laughs> Did not know. Nope. He must have changed it after he had the the whatever morph into. So the part that, of him that's a B we don't get to see. That's what it is. <laughs> well tell me fanfic oh there's like all sorts of so 
There is a lot of smut to go through because obviously that whole I love dogs comment opened that door wide open. But <laughs> Oh, what I mean, it gave it the boot, boom. But there is um one of the top ones that I think it's either completed or has like a ton of chapters to it is one where she goes back in time, so she remembers everything, but nobody else does. So then she starts taking a more active role in things, and I was like, "Ooh, good job!" So there's plenty. Plenty out there with her doing stuff, more stuff. Doing stuff, hey! Oh. Doing stuff. Uh, I'm a child. <laughs> Listen, I was worried at first, and then I was like, oh, there's like, we got our smut, but there's like some real work here. Like, <laughs> so, Someone did some work that needed to be done. Yeah. And the one time, the one time, maybe the, nope, one time, I'm going to stick with it. The one time that she could have done something when she had that pipe in her hand in front of Eddie Redmayne. She could have smacked his head with it, could have smashed him with it, could have done something with it. At the end of the film, she shoots it away. That man was just beating you up and dragging you by your hair. And you're telling me you didn't want to take a pipe to his face? He already killed you before. Get killed he killed you before! before. <laughs> Could you and imagine? you shoot it away, and then some sort of thing breaks it down, and then, oh, you're falling again. Like He, he takes that pipe, pipe to the head and just goes, oh, thank you. That was very nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Can I have another? I've had this terrible speech thing since I was a child, and you fixed it. Thank you. <laughs> and even, um, even when her mom was... Um, she didn't even emote. It's like, I didn't even feel that she cared that he was threatening her mother when her mother was in the see-through floor and she could see her mama about to put needles into her face and forehead. She was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I have to make a decision. I mean, her, her family was a little terrible, so. It was, there were a lot of terrible, okay? <laughs> what was his name? Vlad? He can, he's Vladi. Like, yeah, terrible cousin. <laughs> Why did and I get five thousand because the because of what it flows capitalism. Up. Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. I want to be like fuck the patriarchy. Fuck <laughs> the patriarchy. Exactly what I said. Ah, the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a quick question for Vanessa. Had you seen this before? Yeah, I actually. <laughs> <laughs> the hell was that? So. <laughs> well, Usually when I'm just like sitting around at 3 a.m. with nothing to do, I watch shitty movies on Netflix. And guess what? Jupiter Ascending came up. I'm, I'm like, sorry, what kind of movie? What kind of movie? I'm sorry, what? What kind of movie was that? Hold on. Okay, so there's, there's, there's no way that this podcast ends without a fight in a parking lot. <laughs> Everyone just Everyone get ready. It's happening. And gloves and only use sticks. I was just going to say, somehow six six feet apart. apart. Like, just bring your metal pipes and your Just poke at each other. Man, when I can get closer to you. I'm going to start swinging my arms. (laughs) Please, responsible fight. Thank you. I think, like, a couple months ago, um, it was, I don't know, it was, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I go, eh. Mila Kunis's face is all right. I clicked on it. Let's watch it. <laughs> and I'm watching it, and it was. It was bonkers. Um, I didn't, I, I thought it was just weird. It was just weird. And there was so much going on. It was a very beautiful movie. But um, 
I just thought it was so, it was trying to be serious, but it was so corny and not in a good way, not in like a, this is going to be a classic one day kind of way. It was just like, all right, are we done? But by the end, <laughs> by the end, I was, I was like, okay, well, well now I would like to know what's going to happen next, but not because it's a, like a good movie because I have this, this sick inability to, to only watch one, but there is only one. So for now. Vanessa wanted to binge Jupiter Ascending, but it was but one movie. Exactly. I wanted oh. to binge trash and they, they unfortunately crammed all the trash into one film. Oh. <laughs> it's not trash. Oh, oh, oh. We could have gotten I love dogs times ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, she can't call this trash coming from the woman who's okay with Bruce Willis's role in Ocean's 12. <laughs> I refuse okay. to hear that from you. Your judgment is zero. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll throw a link to that podcast. Oh, I can do that. Put <laughs> a memento, por favor. It's on site every time. <laughs> Bruce Willis could play me for a fool and I'd go watch it, all right? Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, but yeah, so it's okay. It's okay. 2021 or 2024. Here, I'll call it into existence. Hey, universe, we're going to get a Power Rangers 2 and we're going to get a Jupiter Ascending 2. Thank you. <laughs> it ain't happened. They already broke the news to me, okay? <laughs> no, we canceled them, okay? Am I incorrect in thinking that Jupiter Ascending like broke even? No, they mm, lost I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like it did not do good box office at yeah. all. I saw it today made 43, I think, probably domestically. Ooh. Yeah, I looked it up. They lost $100 $43? <laughs> Everyone who saw it, Vanessa, is in this podcast. <laughs> I was the only person in the theater when I saw it. Oh, no. There were four of us in the theater, but we were all together. I was just going to say. <laughs> I saw it with one other person, and there were six people in the theater. And somehow they were all near me. I said, go away. <laughs> Practicing social distancing back in 2015. I sure was. They sense royalty, Aaron. They just want to be near you. <laughs> this movie was doing it before it was cool. Pre beret, too. <laughs> uh, I have a question for the group, which is about I feel like. Everything from the Wachowskis I've seen, I've really liked, but there's a bunch I have not seen from them. And so I was just curious, like, from everyone else's perspective, are you usually on the crazy Wachowski train? Or yes. <laughs> yes. That's like, no. <laughs> you, we've had this discussion before. You know I like to pit the Jupiter Ascending camp and the Speed Racer camps against each other. <gasps> this is one of my great... <laughs> I don't like explosion at the Skittle factory. I just don't. Aw, damn. I'm Team Speed Racer for life. I am also Team Speed Racer. Speed Racer in the theater was, like, amazing, and I was sober. (laughs) I time-traveled. Wherever I am, it's not now, and it's not here. I'm still watching it. Talk about a long movie. God damn. First of all, first of all. It was it's nice to meet you. You can yell at me now. <laughs> speed racer. We're not here to talk about speed racer, but <laughs> <laughs> Have you 
podcast. We're here to talk about every movie but the movie we came here to talk about. That's right. That's the anomaly way. It's the anomaly way. My great, great activities in life is pitting these camps against each other. I'm Stir on the pots, though. How can I be? Oh my god, am I pitted against myself? <laughs> That's your internal struggle. Beaver Vendetta is one of my favorite ones. It's one of theirs, right? Nope. No, do it's they, not. Do they produce it indirectly? Oh, they were involved. <laughs> they were associated so, loosely. Man, <laughs> you know, I was so ready to tell you you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so the official canon, and, and fill me in if I'm wrong. So there's Bound, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Matrix was after that, right? Matrix. Mm-hmm. All three Matrix I matrices. <laughs> yes, great. I love it. And then was it Speed Racer after that? I think, I think so. so, yeah. Then I'm Cloud in front Atlas. of a computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cloud <laughs> Atlas. And then this. Cloud There's Atlas. also Sensei. Sending. Sensei. They don't go to the theater anymore. It- <laughs> yes. And then they had the, the Wachowski Extended Universe with Ninja Assassin and V for Vendetta, right? Wait, they did Ninja Assassin? Uh, they <laughs> they pro- did Ninja Assassin. They pro- produced it, I believe, right? Produced. Uh, that's what Wikipedia is telling me, so I can sound knowledgeable. Check your sources. Off the top of the dome, y'all. <laughs> that That's the w- w- Wachowski over, I guess. Um Oh, I, I, I mm. see. I, I'm totally a, a speed racer guy. Jupiter Ascending is the only movie of theirs I like. Wow, really? Yeah, sorry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see? It got real. It got real, real. We don't apologize in here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I haven't seen Matrix since high school, and I just was kind of like, all right, cool. But um, Cloud Atlas is a big no for me. Oh and God! No. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. What'd you uh, say, Vanessa? Wait, Vanessa yeah. what? I said it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said, and I wanted you to commit to it really hard. And <laughs> I think I started. I got through like two, three minutes of that film. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> that was the one where they did like really bad yellow face. So I just skipped that one, right? Infamous, um, way bad. On Tom Hanks, right? That far, to be quite honest. I, I haven't. I honestly haven't seen yeah, it. I, say, I haven't seen Cloud Atlas. It's on I've our list. Parts but, of it. Yeah. It's the answer to the question: What happens when you combine the Wachowskis with the person that made Run Lola Run, and it's nothing good? Is the answer. I was just saying, here's the thing: I like Sensei, and that's the exact same mix. Same mix. I think and a they bunch need of same actors. They need space. Like maybe Cloud Atlas is they got like they shook out all their first ideas, and then what was left became Sense Eight, and it actually worked. Like they had to get all like the time travel out. And like the weird makeup and like, you know, the, uh, you know, the unfortunate choices and then just like condense it down into and, like a series. I mean, that's condensing <laughs> comparatively. And I think both of them coming into their full identity helped as well um, to help, you know, process through all of that. But I also think um, since I brought in that director guy too, that I'm blanking on his name. They just said the Run Lola Run guy. Tom Tickfer. Oh, you did? Cool. Thanks. I miss that. But yeah, I think they also need somebody to come in to help them process through ideas because they can't edit themselves. It's true. The hell um, with editing. <laughs> they so don't I, know how to kill their darlings. 
And that's the thing. I feel like the Matrix, so let's let's just dive into the whole thing now. I think the Matrix would have benefited just from being one movie and we could have given Jupiter Ascending three. Yes. And the world would have been a richer place. Oh, hey, you did it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done here. You, you, you solved it. Maybe in another timeline. Uh, yeah, we're not oh. in a good one. We're oh, in the bad oh, place. No. We're, in the, we're in the pizza delivery flaming gnome one. <laughs> Because I don't know if you remember that Matrix scene with the architect and the wall full of TVs and and that god awful nightmare. <laughs> I blocked out most of the Matrix. It may have been eight minutes long. It may have been four hours long. I'm not sure. Somewhere in the middle, yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's how I feel about the one scene in Jupiter Ascending when they're doing the fight through uh, uh, the city. Ah, the incredibly populated Chicago streets. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's a maybe 10 minutes too long of a fight scene. And every time I watch it on Netflix, as much as I love the film, I do scrub through most of that scene. Because um, it just goes on too long and it loses my interest. And I also like to think maybe it's my ADD. But then, no, it's not. I know how to watch films. That's just too long. <laughs> So I just watch it in the scrub in the little box in the bottom. Scoot, scoot, scoot. I know what happens. And then I get to her putting a pad on his wound. <laughs> Vanessa, I see you coming. What do you got? I was going to say, Aaron, when you say that with your beret on, I know how to watch films. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, you do, girl. Yes. I know how to watch films. Yeah. We all, we all, we all need berets. That's really going to like pop up like our believability. We're just going to excerpt that little window of Aaron and just use that on social from here on out. Oh my God, please. My video resume. Hand on chin and everything. Yeah, that's the move. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Man, damn it. Is it Eddie Redmayne time? Yes. yes. Let's do this. It's Eddie Redmayne time. <laughs> You're going to have to wrangle us. You're going to have to wrangle us with this. There's no wrangling. Have at. Okay, everybody, do your best whisper and then shout now. What you're talking about? I have to have so many plans if people would just let me be. It feels good to do, in all honesty. My mother. No, let go though. But you gotta take. You, you can't just do the whisper. You gotta like take you it off. Do, do the whole thing. Okay. I just want to murder my mother. Why won't she die? Brava, <laughs> <laughs> brava. Thank you, thank you. Come on, everybody. Who's next? Who's got I the next one? I didn't come prepared with any table readings here, so somebody yeah. got to take it. Okay. I know. I just broke. I just broke out in a sweat thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm... But I like that he operates at a zero. <laughs> Or a 10. No. He knows what movie's in. Exactly. Exactly. And he's making very intentional choices from like the soft to the screen. (laughs) That was good. It was good. It up his entire head. Yes. I think, and he's like, I've seen interviews with him when he's like promoted like, like other like good movies. And it's just like, he's like, I know that didn't work. And I was like, I, I'm like, how many fan letters do I have to write to you, Eddie Redmayne? This is a good performance because it's a performance that fits the movie. It's a performance that is what it, it's, 
it's a performance. <laughs> he absolutely and, commits. And yeah, uh, absolutely it's, commits. We do not legitimize the Razzies, but oh, what a sin that he was nominated. <laughs> but I, just, I feel like that, I, I think I've said that before on Anomaly Presents, but like I'm a fan of big performances when someone decides they're going to go outside the stratosphere if it makes sense for the film, if the film is also as insane. And that is one of the reasons why I hate the Razzies is because I think that the Razzies almost operate in a photo real sort of a space where mm-hmm. they actually don't promote I hate to say this because I know that there's going to be half the group is going to look at this. They don't promote art. <laughs> and they don't promote an artistic... Aaron's Bray, what do you bigger, think of that? <laughs> a bigger choice. But I mean, like, I just, I think of, for example, I, it's my go-to, but like Kira Knightley in The Nutcracker and the 25,000 Realms or whatever the hell it was called <laughs> is like the movie overall. The <laughs> yeah, like overall does not work. But Kira Knightley in that commits to her insanity and I love her for it and I think that people instead lambast a big performance where someone actually puts it out there in a crazy bonkers way. Would you say that you like a performance that someone straps on their jet boots metaphorically and just shoots for the moon? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Well this is a space opera. It's the opera part. You got to reach the back seats. Or the person half paying attention on Netflix at this point. Yeah. He, I mean, it's, perf- I mean, it's like performance art because it's like not, it's like, there's no words. Somehow I'm a, <laughs> somehow I'm a writer. Um, and there's like no words to describe what he's doing, but he's, uh, he's my Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> look up It's perfect. <laughs> And this is my Star War. <laughs> There's you know what? Go ahead, Vanessa. All right, you can have it. I wouldn't call it a Star War, okay? That's, I don't think, I, I don't think that, there is a princess, I guess, um, but it's not the same. But you know what I, I wouldn't I, tell I, you you couldn't have a Star War. I have, I have multiple. <laughs> I believe she likes Star Trek. There, there is a difference. Like some both. <laughs> I will argue that this movie is better than at least six of the Star Wars movies. I would argue that too. Shots fired. But, no, he's he's right. Jar, I mean, this is the truth. Banks could still be in both. Like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And this one does actually get a little close to tra- trade federation like politics as its main. Plot. Oh my god! That entire scene inside the um, bureaucratic like cube. Oh, the Terry Gilliam part where he's just doing uh, Brazil. Oh, which I love the Brazil yeah, section. That is just wow, fantastic. Uh, it's my favorite me- part of the movie. I just want that. Oh, I love that section. And I don't know the name of the actor who plays the robot guide who sends them through Obama. the whole thing. I think he does such a great job with the, the gay robot. The gay robot. The gay, gender, queer robot. Yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Love love the whole Gilliam section. Makes me very happy. I feel like Eddie Redmayne's performance in here, number one, is the only one that fits the movie in any kind of a way. Um, and two is just all the kinetic energy he kept from the theory of everything just put out into this movie. 
So yeah, and I will say that generally I am not a fan of Eddie Redmayne, even in like the performances that get him all the acclaim, like the the Danish Girls and the Theory of Everything. I don't think those are terribly good performances, and I think they're all kind of the same performance to varying degrees, which is why I like this so much. It goes so far outside the box of what he does that I respect those risks. And I'm so like, I normally don't really like the like biopicy performances lately either, but I actually do like him as Stephen Hawking. And um, what I can't stand is the Fantastic Beat. I don't know why I'm waving a pen. Intimidated. Emphasize your point. Guardian <laughs> Leviosa. You're just getting Guardian Leviosa. Yeah. I don't like the Fantastic Beats <laughs> because like he's like the star of the movie and not in those movies. I feel like, but. I mean, we know when we talk about, like, Mila Kunis doesn't really register in this movie, and that's because Eddie Redmayne takes all the oxygen in the movie. <laughs> no one is allowed to exist in Jupiter Ascending. You see people anyway. trying to breathe around. He's out of breath from his performance. He's like... <gasps> He's like, if you want to breathe, you got to match me, all right? <laughs> Real's like not being really real, and uh, everyone else but Eddie Redmayne was looking pretty unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Channing Tandon to be hotter. I'm so I can't get over that. Wait, 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 wait! I have a note here where it says um, very much in favor of and support of the amount of time they decide he can't have a shirt on. Okay, <laughs> because it's multiple scenes, multiple like, through an entire action sequence that just you know what he's fine. He doesn't need to put a shirt on. Like it's very impressive that they committed to like twenty minutes of no shirt. I uh, again didn't say anything about the lack of lack of shirt. <laughs> There's a good amount of shirtlessness. What I'm pissed about is his fucking dye job. Realize he's a mog, right? Yeah. And the thing Barf, here. He's a mog. <laughs> part man, part dog. He's his own he's best, own friend. best he's friend. friend. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is a mog? Is that what they call it's him? From, it's from Spaceballs. <laughs> but yet, it was believable enough that Vanessa's like, but in this movie, did they call him a mog? Listen, I wasn't calling him whatever they actually called him. I kept texting Aaron like werewolf man. Like <laughs> it's the same it's the same universe. Spaceballs and Jupiter Ascending are in a shared universe. We figured I it out. Pizza the Hut's in the background. That's the sequel. President Scroob comes that back. Wow. <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, that's absolutely true and no one can convince me otherwise. I, I feel like that tells you everything you need to know about this movie that we're all like, yeah, I would buy that. Mom. Yeah, absolutely. No arguments here. We get a full-fledged elephant man. A full-fledged elephant, okay? And we don't get a hot chain tandem. When I was watching this, when I was watching this yesterday or the day before or someday during this quarantine, what are days? And I was just like, Channing Tatum was coming off like Magic Mike, the Jump Streets's and something else that was like Step a big up. magic mike <laughs> magic mike the Gambit. there's something else in there with jump street but like all these like big hit movies and then all these people read this script and like oh we got a hit and it's like whoops no you don't <laughs> and but you know what five years later here we are so they did <laughs> <right>? <laughs> jokes on us we're, we're talking about it so 
<laughs> Jokes on them. Vanessa saw it at three o'clock in the morning and stayed up till five. <laughs> I was sad then. <laughs> but Matt, that's your prime hour. That's when you're up. <laughs> it's funny though, because like I said, like his design and giving him wings and making him a wolf man and he tried to do the your majesty thing i'm like romantically keen check 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 no shirt check all while playing Tragic pack story check <laughs> didn't he have leather pants on too at some point check <laughs> of he did. even if he didn't he did <laughs> i'm imagining it now yeah yeah i think so i also sure. didn't at any point, except for maybe ugh, one point coming from Channing Tatum towards the end, when Sean Bees was giving a monologue to him about how you have been looking for love your whole life, and it's down there behind all these hurricanes, and you need to get her, and it hurts that you can't, and you just see Channing Tatum acting the shit out of that scene, and it's all in his eyes. That is the only time the entire movie that I buy their love the entire fucking time. Because every other time when they're like together and they're at their weird, her weird angle and his your majesty that he practiced a thousand times in a mirror that I know for your majesty, your majesty, your majesty, whatever accent, weird sounds coming out of his mouth that he's attempting. You know, I respect the craft. I respect the craft. What the fuck, Channing Tatum? But... I didn't buy their love at all. I didn't buy it coming from her. I only bought it once coming from him. So I think that's like foundationally what I had problems with with the movie is I'm supposed to like buy their love and I didn't except for one time. But you like this movie, right? I do like this movie. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I just get, <laughs> I, I want to get wrapped. I want to get wrapped up. In, I love rom-coms. I love romance. I want to get wrapped up in a sci-fi romance. That's my favorite type of film. Well, one of mine, Heister number one. <laughs> well, of course. Except for Ocean's 12. Romance. Except for Ocean's 12. Um, uh, I can tell like wherever you're looking in your screen, like you're purposely looking at where Vanessa is to see her reaction is, but it's not where she is for me. You're just angrily looking at Todd. So like, <laughs> <laughs> what did Todd do? Oh no. Run Todd. To Wait, I was to say, I do love this film. I, I just wanted to buy the romance more. <laughs> yes, yes, you in the back. Is is there some mistaken uh, notion that Ocean's Twelve is a good movie on this podcast? Uh, oh, oh shit! Oh, 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 this I, guy. I, oh, I like this guy a lot. <laughs> the, the, link, the link is right in here. We have a whole podcast on that. If you want to hear Aaron and Vanessa go at it, we have photos. Vanessa, do I need to hold your earrings? <laughs> Which, so there, which parking lot, everybody? Which parking lot? The movie where Je Julia Roberts pretends to be <laughs> Julia Roberts. And that oh, oh, no, it's back. It's happening again. I love this man. Oh, no, I love this man. This is my new best friend. <laughs> I, th I thought we escaped. Again. I thought we were done. I thought this was past us. The role of a lifetime as Bruce Willis. Nope. Nope. Ocean Storm is terrible. Oh, God. He's my new friend. The argument, the trilogy. I just... Thank you. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm ready to tune in to the Passantino and Beret movie podcast. Like, uh, I'm here uh, for it. I can't uh, wear a beret. My head's too big. That's why argument, it's and the beret. I wear the beret. The argument that almost destroyed a film festival is back. <laughs> I can't work with these people. I'm so excited about this. Uh, oh, oh, hey, there's there, there's some support in the chat here. 
I won't say for who because I didn't want to start a fight. Well, okay. Well, Press someone said they should have stopped at 11. Uh, 13 is good. Um, oh, okay, they, no, but we, it's... Can't, we can't go down this road, please. <laughs> I'm tired and I haven't packed. Wait, we need a pun for this. And I wrote it down and I said it to Erin yesterday. I should have said it with the bees. She's literally the queen bee. <laughs> what, Julia Roberts in that? Okay, okay, I got no. started. No. Okay. <laughs> I see the cliff. We're heading for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what movie were we talking about again? We're talking about Oceans. Um, so, <laughs> Damn Oceans it, Eleven, a fantastic film. Oceans Thirteen is a uh, an apology for Oceans Twelve, which is why it is good. Thank you. Are we talking about Fantastic Oceans and where to find them? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't. I mean. Ocean's Aren't we getting a little bad? Imagine a heist film. <laughs> oh my Wait, god, a sci-fi romance heist, heist film. Oh, that's not right. I went to Wizard Heist, yeah. so See? never mind. <laughs> you guys need to see Ice Pirates. That's all the heists, all the AUs. Here we go. <laughs> Yo, that's straight up Valerian, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, 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 you're right. Put it on the list. <sighs> Wait, what am I putting what? on the list? Valerian and whatever the rest of the the, the title is. Who has time? Yeah, I would watch Valerian twice before I'd watch this again. Planets? City of a Thousand? I haven't seen it. Planet of so, a Thousand Cities? Yeah, it's sure. a, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, that's supposed to have Lilu Dallas in it. It's a Luke Bassana Palooza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, City oh, of a no. Thousand Cities. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many great... There's the, the nebbish kid that's supposed to be like the tanning chatum of the, the movie. There's, Wait, is that the one with the, the, the people that look like twins but then they're not like they're together that's Caravine, right yeah Cara Delavine who acts circles around miles teller is that who it is her eyebrows act or circles around him Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. <laughs> doing like a goddamn shoe label da- Dane DeHaan doing I think the blandest Dane DeHaan has ever been in his entire acting career yeah that's, Which the is problem with that movie so. is he is best when he's just full on weirdo and yeah. they're like play the like straight hero and no he, he can't do that he, he needs movie with teeth and eels right he's yes. Yes. right exactly. yes that yes. is it <laughs> that's so good okay so, oh when are we talking movie? about that movie <gasps> a cure for well yes talk about that <laughs> I just closed the window, guys. Hey, okay. Never close the window. Hey, 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 uh, hey, Todd. Hey, Matt. Wait, what movie are we talking about again? <laughs> I was just say, bring us back. Bring us back. Do I have to? Matt, Matt Pazzadino is like, I'm trapped and I don't know <laughs> what to talk to to well, get Well, I was admitting saying that I kind of like Dane DeHaan. I really don't belong here. <laughs> no, no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't I like Dane DeHaan. It's just, I, he no, has a he, specific range of what I think he's good at. And that yeah, Larian yeah. is not. I mean, he didn't work on that. No, I agree. Yeah. He's yeah. not supposed to be the beefcake male lead. And no. Valerian tried to put him there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oofa doofa, did that not work? By the way, uh, the, the Tanning Chatham thing that we were talking about before, where he tears up in that Sean Bean whole situation. Bees, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, if you're familiar with the Kuleshov effect, um, it was a thing like Russian film. Megan kind of knows where I'm going with this. Oh, 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 damn, is what you're going with. It. He's about to argue for blankness. Yes. So there was a thing that the Kuleshov effect is basically there's an actor who just stares blankly at a camera and then they uh. intercut with different stuff. So there's like. 
I got you. Man staring blank, blankly and they cut to a bowl of soup and they cut back and they ask people, oh, what'd you think of that actor? He's like, oh man, he really acts well at being hungry. And then it's him staring directly. It's the same shot, staring directly at the camera. And then they show a woman with a baby crying and then they go cut back to that and they say well what do you think of the actor oh he's he's really feeling the emotion uh, of childhood and longing for his mother and it's the same fucking shot i know how to watch movies <laughs> hence tanning chatham well, no, it's, it's, it's nothing against you Eric. it's just like how the human brain works which you can use to your advantage with editing he was crying right. in his eyeballs that mouth press that it was bothering him. It was. <laughs> he ran out of aura gel. Yeah. That's an interesting. I did not know that. That is very interesting. Fuck the brain. But that's. <laughs> uh, see, y'all thought I was joking about the parking lot fight, but I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah, it's going to happen. And I for have a variety a very of reasons. Long stick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the, what's the long stick normally for? Um, for it's it's actually got shaped like this on the top because the snow to get it off my roof so uh -huh. I don't get ice dams. So it's actually got a triangle on it so I can actually shove. Yeah, she can get more than one person. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, it came gonna, with the house. I'm gonna snow shovel you so hard. <laughs> Say Bruce Willis again. Say Bruce Willis again. Thunk, Say it again. Thunk, thunk. Pop, pop, pop. For, for our Facebook Live friends, does anybody have an interest of seeing what the coolish off effect looks like? I want to see what it looks like. I'll take sure. that as a, a stunning no, but um, yeah, okay, I'll throw it on. <laughs> Boy, don't all act at once. Um, they're shy. They're shy. There are friends and they're shy. The four of them are shy. <laughs> hey, hey, I wasn't saying numbers. God. Ooh, look at, ooh. That is a hairline. And is he wearing lipstick? What's happening here? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, a, it's, uh, like, it's like black and white stuff. Yeah. He said. Is he though? <laughs> Why don't, don't you believe in the magic? Like, had her soul. <laughs> oh, Why hey. do I look like him? <laughs> <laughs> Your next Halloween costume when we get out of this? <laughs> yes, we go with the Kulishov effect. <laughs> Matt, are you a recurrence? <laughs> okay, um, I, I want to be the bowl of soup. I claim it. <laughs> I shoddy the forehead. <laughs> Hey! So that's the coolish off effect. Oh, that's, that's the cool. coolish off effect. Also, um, you know how to insert video into this. Ooh la la! As they, it's fancy. You fancy. <laughs> <laughs> <Rudy> <laughs> says they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Every last one of them's been dead for a hundred years. Oh man! But I'm yeah, sad now. If you're wondering that, that's what my college degree got me is that I can talk about the coolish off effect on a podcast. Well That's done. a good degree. <laughs> That's more. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Shout out to SUNY Fredonia. <laughs> SUNY system for life. Whoop whoop. I say the pint, I'm, the pint glass I'm drinking out of is Fred Fest. So, hey, there we go. <laughs> Fred Fest, squish the fish. I wonder if that's like the May Fest, but anyways, it probably is. You just like drink. That. Yep, basically. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. Yep. All colleges have them. So, sometimes there were bands. I made like a spin die frisbee. That's true. You did. I did. Yeah. 
So I, I saw the roots and Rozelle like beatbox for 25 minutes while the roots set up. It was amazing. Well, it's, it's, it, it's in the Rochester general area. So of course the roots, roots were there. Like, I feel like there's a radius where they lose power as they get farther away from Rochester and they have to keep coming back every year to recharge. Wait, rusted root or the roots or both? Oh shit. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, the roots we're, are like uh, we're so love. We're, I know. I know. I know. We're so far away from Jupiter ascending. <laughs> it's the only thing my ba- brain was actually prepared for tonight. <laughs> I would watch. I would watch the roots and the rusted root together. I would absolutely watch that. Questlove spinning for rusted root, a hundred percent. Yes. Hey, what are we talking about? <laughs> so I'm drowning. Uh, can- I, I think we're kind of pulling into the the, the final stop here. <laughs> We're on our on our jet, jet set radio boots. We're yeah, slowing the jet down. Set radio boots are, are almost out of out of gas. The weird little flying thing that the the raver girl with the purple hair was flying around and shooting people on is just about out of battery power. The speeder bike. Yeah, right. Um, so, what final thoughts do we have, if any, about Jupiter ascending? Oh. Yes, yes, you. <laughs> um. I just want to say that uh, this is in my top three of Michael Giacchino's scores of his entire career. I absolutely adore the music in this because he goes balls to the wall space opera. And it's also one of the rare occurrences where he composed the music ahead of time. And then they, he composed a symphony of the themes from the score and then they took and they were like, oh, yeah, we like this. And then he recomposed it to fit into the actual film. So the oh. soundtrack is two discs, a symphony of the ideas for the movie and then the actual score. But it's so insane that I feel like coupled with the Jupiter Ascending nonsense, um, in 2018, the Seattle Ballet composed a ballet to the music of Jupiter Ascending. I would watch the heck out of that. It's crazy. It was performed just like one fall season. And like, I just love that Jupiter Ascending hasn't had comics or sequels, but it's had a goddamn ballet. <laughs> no, that feels right. That, that feels right. 100%. That's a good point. Is the ballet like at all is it like space or is it just like they listened to the music and did something inspired by just the music it is space themed but it has no relation to the actual plot of the movie it's about like celestial bodies and the birth of humanity no boo boo it's not like the the brokeback mountain opera no it's not yeah i know sadly so really wanted to see some bial arenas yay (laughs) ow was that good or bad i can't even tell anymore (laughs) oh I like video because then I can see you all want to barf. <laughs> I'm just processing. Oh, I'm stuck. Um, I'm just going to say my final thought on the film is I want more bonkers sci-fi, bonkers original sci-fi. Like, I don't care what you do with it. If you're taking chances and doing weird things, I am all for it. Yes. Amen, Adam. Amen. I have nothing to say because I'm like, go for it. Be... <laughs> Be weird. <laughs> and Sean Bees didn't die in this film. And he, he beat the heck out of Channing Tatum. He beat the beat shit out of him. He did, yes. 
Matt Passantino, I feel like as the guest of the podcast, are there any other Jupiter ascending things we did not go over that you yourself want to highlight? No, I, I'm, well, there's no way to capture all of Jupiter ascending. <laughs> um, but I, my, let me, let me talk, talk about my journey with Jupiter ascending. <laughs> yes, please. So I reviewed this for a site that I don't think exists anymore because thank God, because I don't think I gave it a very good review. And it's the deepest shame I hold as a film writer because this movie is, I just don't think it's meant to be taken seriously. And even with all of its space opera-y pretensions and all that, I think it just... I think it knows exactly what it is, and I just have grown to I've grown to love this movie. I'm, I'm with you, Matt, because like I've, this was the third time I saw it, and it's just like n- nothing I think of this movie matters. This movie is wonderful, and I continually and this is not a movie I ever would really think like to be honest. But Eddie Redmayne presents Jupiter Ascending. I'm a fan. Eddie, <laughs> well said. <laughs> So should I try the Eddie Ray Redmayne impression as we go into the the Do pitch it. for for the yes the please <clears throat> <clears throat> we have a film festival and you should come see it yeah <laughs> that's all I got because I will blow up my throat so it's the Anomaly Film Festival uh, it's November twelfth through fifteenth uh, at the Cinema Theater in Rochester as of right now. Fingers crossed. Everybody's fingers crossed. Um, it'll be there in some form or fashion. We're hoping it'll be at the cinema um, as long as we can beat whatever this nasty beastie is out there right now. Come hang out with us. It's anomalyfilmfest.com if you want to get passes, if you want more information about the festival, if you want more back uh, episodes of the podcast, if you want merch. Anomalyfilmfest.com is the place to go. We'd love to see you at the festival. Um, Really and truly, we love weird movies. We love watching movies and, and hanging out and talking about them. That's why we do this every couple weeks or so. Come join us. Come hang out. Talk, come talk about movies at the Anomaly Film Festival and see all of our smiling faces like you can see us on, on Facebook right now. If you are not watching us on Facebook right now, this is very confusing. <laughs> I'm so bad at smiling. <laughs> So until next time, um, have fun. Go watch some movies. What the fuck else are you going to do? Um, we'll, we'll see you soon. I think our next one is maybe John Wick or Creep Show or something. We have a lot of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa we won't is know. in. We won't know till we're recording it. That's right. <laughs> Come be surprised with us as we venture down the road of more fun genre movies. All right. We love you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Bye. Bye, everyone. If you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to nominatemeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority-owned restaurant. 
We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo. We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.